Kendall Paris on here, who's a 2017 Hillary Davidson graduate, uh, 2021 Kentucky graduate. So right now you're in grad school at Ohio State uh, for physical therapy. Tell me how that's going right now and how that transpired. Um, it's good. It's going really well. Um, super busy right now. We have midterms coming up, so grad school is definitely more difficult than... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really good, and I'm really enjoying the people that I'm with, and the program so far has been really great, and I'm really enjoying what I'm learning, so that's been cool. Um, really, it just transpired because I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I first got to college, and so I kind of was undecided, did a couple of different shadowings here and there, and then they like the, um, I did some sports stuff, and then I did uh, pediatric PT, and I loved that. So right now, my plan is to do pediatric PT. Um, it's a three-year program, so then when I'm done, that's what I really want to get, get into. How many, how many times did you switch your major in college? Because I switched mine a couple times. I just switched it twice, or well, once. I went in like business, and then I switched it to uh, exercise science. And I knew I wanted to do something with healthcare, and I kind of like explored a bunch of different things. And then uh, this is kind of what I fell into. Okay, nice. So I already had a a few uh, uh, Kentucky alumni on my podcast already, and yeah. uh, I asked them the same question: What was your reason of uh, choosing uh, Kentucky coming out of high school? Was there any? schools that were in play that could have got a shot at getting you or what was the like the number one reason why you chose Kentucky? So I um Kentucky was like one of the first visits I went on. Mm-hmm. Um it wasn't my first visit ever. My first visit ever was Indiana, but it was like pretty close to my first visit. And I just remember like going there and I was pretty young. I was in oh gosh, I guess it was my freshman year of high school. So I was pretty young. And I, like, what do you look forward to college when you're 15? Who knows? So, um, I didn't really know what I was doing or what I was looking for, but really just everything about it, I fell in love with. It's a great distance from uh, Columbus. It's only three hours, so it was, like, far enough away from my family to be independent, but close enough to go home when I really needed to. And the coaching staff there was amazing. I mean, it's crazy because I thought they were amazing on my visits, but, like, once I really got there, I'm just so glad that it turned out that they were really more amazing than I ever would have thought and just the culture that they kind of created and like portrayed to me on my visits was super cool and so something that I really liked and so then every time I went on a different visit and like was kind of comparing and contrasting and thinking about things in my head I just always compared it back to Kentucky and so I everywhere I went I was like oh I really like this but at Kentucky I like this better like oh I really like this but Kentucky they do this better so I think that kind of like just proved to me that like that was the place I needed to be, um, kind of just set the standard for me. And when it came down to my decision, I was actually really close to going to Minnesota. Really? Second choice, yeah. Oh, wow. Things just didn't really work out there the way that I had like originally anticipated and thought of. Um, but honestly, I'm so glad they didn't because I place ever, so. Yeah. So, so during your senior year, you guys obviously was playing through uh, through like uh, the beginning of COVID, uh, and uh, there was no fans, um, a lot of, going through a lot of protocols. So how how tough was it playing with no fans and, and getting mentally prepared? Uh, you know, from each game, you know, going through different protocols, uh, getting tested every I mean, almost every day and before the season, after the season. So how how tough was that going through? You know, the you know your COVID season. 
It was really hard. And I think any yeah. athlete that you ask is going to but I don't know if it's truth, but it's very tough. And it's just like, there's been fans like around since everyone started playing, you know what I mean? Like whenever right. there was, your parents were there, you still had like cheering on your side. Um, so like in the fall, we didn't really have, I think we had parents only, which was nice to at least have some people, but like in the gym that's like as big as ours, it, I mean, it didn't really do much of a dent. Yeah, that's but <laughs> it was just difficult. Um, I think the most difficult part of the season was like early, cause like we normally start in August. So like early August, we come in for preseason. We do a few two days, but no one really knows like if our season's gonna happen. So they weren't like going too hard right away just mm-hmm. to kind of happen. And like come mid-September, we still had no clue what we were doing and so I think the most frustrating part was that time period of like I'm supposed to be in preseason prepping for my season but like right every day for a potential cancel or for like potentially be moved or like and it was just really hard to stay motivated I think every day knowing that right. practicing for um so I would say that was like the most challenging part aside from the fact that like our season was longer that obviously just made it challenging and like to mentally stay intact to like physically stay intact all that right over like until April which is abnormal but like definitely the first like month and a half was very very difficult and I know it was difficult on like staff and like even the people way up higher trying to actually figure out our seasons for us and all that like mm-hmm. did you have any did you have any games canceled because of it we yeah we did we had um I think it was just oh we had two games canceled two like so we played like two days in a row each team like Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, and so we had both of our matches against South Carolina canceled, and both of our matches against a and canceled, so, yeah, and they were, like, really other in the season, so it was, like, it seemed like it was all happening at once. Right, right, but after all that, y'all still won a national championship. Yeah. Uh, Beat Texas, so describe that feeling and the emotions when you was uh, with your teammates holding up that trophy after... You know, all that adversity uh, that hit and had to stay mentally engaged uh, within each other with, with the program, being brought in 100% into the program, which is hard, you know, with all these protocols going on, knowing that you your game might get canceled or, you know, other stuff might happen that you can't control. And doing what you can control is, is the only right thing to do in that situation. So how was it uh, when, you, when you guys won a national championship after all that happened? It was unbelievable. I mean, I feel like if there's any year to win it, obviously it's great to win whenever, but like, if there was a win it, I think like winning it the way that we did and the year that we did, like really showed how locked in we were as a team for such a long period of time. And like, I know there might be some people out there that would say like, well, it was a COVID year, it was weird. Like they won because it was weird. But like, I think it's the complete opposite because- Right. It was, we had to go through the most, most adversity that any team has ever probably had to go through in a season to get to the point that we got to. So, mm-hmm. extra rewarding. I mean, I know, like, as seniors and, like, all across the country, it's kind of like, this is my last year, is this how I want it to be? Like, and everyone, like, kind of had those thoughts at some point, and I think to go through and win it, like, it made all of those very extra stressful, extra tough times, like, completely worth it. So, it was just, like... It was crazy. All the seniors, like, we hugged, we're crying, like, even the freshmen were crying. I don't even know if they, like, understood how big of a deal it was, but, like, they had the same year that we did, so, like, it, no matter what, it was going to seem like a big deal to them, and 
other team bonding activities that like you wouldn't necessarily think are included um all that stuff and so i think first like just like having practice every single day for three hours like you said is like yeah. a lot um especially when you're not used to it and it just felt like they dragged on like for all three hours like they just um definitely an adjustment and i think just like being to practice and then travel and then play and then travel and then practice the next day and like they did a good job of giving us off days when we needed to when we needed them um which i'm very grateful for but Mm -hmm. those off days were like 16 times shorter than <laughs> right, 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 for sure. Yeah. So uh, going go, going uh, off of uh, adversity. So obviously, you know, mental health is huge today, and I feel like a lot of athletes don't talk about it. Uh, I wish I would have talked about it more. The mental health. I had mental health problems in college a little bit. Um, so, what's your perspective on mental health, and how you think we can improve on it? Is it just talking more about it, uh, sharing more stories, um, having people feel more comfortable? about uh, speaking out and uh, not being afraid to speak out because there's a lot to go into mental health with anxiety, um, you know, peer pressure, uh, you know, pressure to be able to perform and being hard on, being too hard on yourself sometimes. So what's your, what's your perspective on mental health uh, where it stands today? I would say, like, it's very, very prevalent in, like, college athletics. What people on the outside world know that but I'm sure you can agree that every single person on your team or on my team at least like went through a period where they were struggling with some sort of mental health whether that's performance anxiety performance like depression after not playing well or anything not even related necessarily to your sport itself but like just having to have so much in our place is a very difficult task that I think people in the outside world kind of take for granted and don't really understand um but I would say like this year when COVID did happen, that was one of the silver linings, was although all of our mental health, like, I will say kind of like went downhill for a while, things we can control. I think our program and our players and our coaches, like, did a really good job of having open communication um, more than, like, ever before because we had to be so open with our communication because of how things were changing so quickly. So I think, like, just having that open communication and I know it's hard sometimes with coaches to have that communication and I was lucky that they were very open to talking to us and talking through really anything um but I would say that really just open communication is so important and like it's hard to not be afraid to tell someone how you feel and feel like a burden or feel like oh they're not going to understand but I think sometimes just saying it and getting it off your chest is something that like itself and so finding someone on your team or like in the staff whether it's an athletic trainer or I know we had a really good sports psychologist that like myself and a lot of other people on our team talked through at different times throughout the season so if you can get a hold of something like that it's like very very valuable and so for programs out there like making that more accessible is really important too yeah did you, did you, did you ever have anxiety before again because I think people get confused on like anxiety like it's different because it's not it doesn't mean that you're nervous it just means that you the expectations that you set for yourself and you need to meet those you know what i'm saying and that gives you a rush of uh you know adrenaline and anxiety as well it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to do with like being nervous sometimes it does but me personally i had anxiety before most of my games not because i was nervous it's because that i i know what i'm capable of doing 
And if I if I don't do it, then I'm gonna be really hard on myself, and I'm gonna hold myself, you know, I'm gonna hold myself down just by thinking like that. So did you you ever experience that? Just having anxiety before a game or anything like that? Yeah, and I think especially so some of the years of college I like started playing, some years I didn't, and so the years I didn't, I think that was more from the chances that I did get felt like they had to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And you. I know deep down that, like, my coach knows what I'm capable of. He put me in there for a reason. It's not to be perfect. Like, right. But personally, it's very hard to, like, overcome thinking that way. Mm-hmm. So I think those times, especially, and then knowing that um, that was kind of expected, or not expected, but the I took that on myself was very difficult sometimes. Um, and, yeah, for the most part, games, it's kind of a funny story, but, like, my freshman year, I got put in randomly to serve. And I did horribly, like, almost one hundred than that. And ever since then, I kind of had a little bit of, like, a mental block just, like, doing that in a game kind of situation. And I can do it in practice and all that stuff, but when it comes to a game, it's just different. It's a different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like, every day, it's definitely, like, being in a game situation or, like, before a game just, like, elicits different emotions that you, like, don't necessarily understand or, like, expect to come out. Right, right. And I, when I was a freshman in college, like, like my coach told me uh, that this, he really got under my skin. He told me that I was a a great practice player, but like not a good in-game player because I don't play well in practices. People gotta understand, like when you practice, it's totally different than playing in the game. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I had to get over too. Not only just performing well in practice, but also performing well in the games as well. But switching topics a little bit, so I I just found out today that you made the academic team in 2018, all SEC academic team. So describe the importance of balancing, you know, schoolwork and and in uh, your perspective sport, respective sport. Because I remember sometimes, like every Wednesday, we used to travel to the Paul or Wabash, and I used to get back at three in the morning, didn't do my schoolwork, fell behind in classes, and you know, I'm at the end of the semester talking to my teachers, trying to, you know, trying to get my grades raised so I can so I can play, you know, the second half of the year. So describe, I thought like you just did a great job at that. I mean, Reese did a great job at that as well. So just describe um, how, what advice would you give to, you know, the younger athletes that are watching this? What advice would you give to them about balancing schoolwork and, and the sport? Um, I would say that work honestly, especially, unfortunately, especially in female sports, there's just not a lot of opportunities to play professionally either. It's um, yeah. just unfortunate that it's not the same. Mm-hmm. So I think that, like, but for both sport, but for both genders at all, like, it's just so important because your sport can end, out of blink of an eye, you can have a season end, you can go down with a season ending injury, career ending injury, like, at any point. And it's just so important to have something to fall back on. So I think just, like, scheduling the appropriate time to do the schoolwork and like, the main thing that I found very helpful growing up and just like as much as it like would suck like back in high school was like coming home and doing my homework straight away before practice or like just not putting it off because no matter what it is whether it's schoolwork or workout anything that you really have to do the longer you put it off like the less likely I think you are to do it and it just kind of gets away from you so I would just say like putting school first like whenever you're not in practice or whenever you're not like in a game or any sort of like sporting is like a pretty big like deal mm-hmm. yeah so going off of what you said about uh about uh you know women athletes not getting opportunities like men as far as like in a professional world 
did you feel disrespected like when you was at UK at, at times when when you was I mean being a female athlete and not getting you know the recognition as as the you know men did you did you anytime important uh, point in time did you feel disrespected and didn't get the y'all didn't get the credit that y'all deserve because now I mean y'all only won the national championship one time when you was there right so but y'all was good every year you know what I'm saying and y'all was ranked every year did you feel like you you guys as a whole team get the respect that y'all deserve on campus? I think like when it comes to the school, like within the athletic department itself, they did a really, really good job of trying to create equal opportunities for the most part and really like acknowledging every single one of their teams. Cause like, you probably don't even know this, but we have a rifle team that won a national championship. And that's something that like, yeah. you know, and even like, I'm sure they feel like they don't get as much respect as like a lot of like other sports like Kentucky basketball or anything like that. And I think, obviously, being at a school where, like, Kentucky basketball is so big, it definitely feels like they get a majority of the attention from the outside world. But yeah. I think the athletic department, it was, they were, like, did a very good job of everyone and having, like, get-togethers for everyone. Like, our athletic director, Mitch Barnhart, was amazing. He had every single team over at his house for dinner yeah. um, throughout the year. Like, so they did a really good job of trying to everyone and stuff like that. I think the outside world, there obviously is a lot of room for improvement when it comes to just streaming women's sports and like the women's softball world series got like huge, huge like viewers and watchers like and so like to just give those opportunities to kind of watch the bloom, watch the blossom, it's really cool. Um but yeah I think like department wise great. I think there's tons of room for like the rest of the world to acknowledge female sports. Nice, nice. Okay, one more question, and I and I get you off here. So, uh, when when we were younger, we always had someone we looked up to in the sports world that gave us that uh, extra motivation and inspiration. Who was that athlete for you? Who did you look up to when you were younger? Oh, that's tough. Yeah, um, it's it's a lot of people, man. A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I don't really remember there being a specific. Probably, well, actually, I take that back. Um, when it comes to indoor, there wasn't like a specific person that I really looked up to. Um, I didn't really watch that much volleyball growing up, which is kind of weird. So yeah. I had a lot of beach volleyball, so I really looked up to like Carrie Walsh and Misty May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all back when we were growing up and stuff like that. So that's probably who I looked to. Um, I didn't really start watching indoor volleyball until I got to college and like, you know, you gotta watch film. You have to watch other teams and you have to watch professionals and like see how it all plays out. But yeah, dude that I probably really look up to. Um, and like so follow along with to this day. Nice. Any long-term goals that you want to accomplish in, in the near future? Any long-term goals? Um, just graduating, getting my doctorate here. Mm-hmm. Start becoming like a practicing PT and all that stuff. And right now that's really like being in grad school. That's like my main focus. So right. Probably the big one. Um, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, I'm in, like I'm in grad school right now, too, and I graduate uh, this, I mean, next May, and that's all I've been doing is studying, make sure I graduate on time. I actually just got an email from Lynn uh, that I'm ordering my cap and gown, so that's exciting, but yeah. I feel, I feel kind of, you know, I just got to get it done, man. The, the good thing about my program is it's only a year and a half. Yours is three, so... I understand the grind and the preparation you have to go through, and yeah. uh, and yours is far far more important. I mean, you're gonna be 
you know, fixing up people's legs and stuff. So, you know. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you, though, man, for sure. Thanks for coming on, and I'll definitely stay in touch with, uh, with you for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, all right, Kendall. All right.